Welcome out to a hybrid edition of the Bruin Bible and draft is in session. Will Decker, joined by my co-host, the madman, Jamal Madney. We have a very, very special guest in the house. This guy was one of the better left tackles in the last decade plus of the Pac-12. We call him Big Sean. He's not the rapper. My guy, Sean Ryan in the house. What is going on, Sean? Nothing much. Yeah, just got done training here uh, and ready for this interview. Kind of this little sit down, having some fun. Man, well, I can't tell you how excited we are to have you on. Uh, we're looking forward to, you know, hearing about your football journey. You had, you know, multiple sports. You were very, very talented at. You come from a family background of sports. Great UCLA career, the whole nine. But before we get into that, I got to get to my ad for this week's podcast. It is with Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even the next season's futures. And don't forget that the MLB is back as well. Who are you picking to win the World Series this year? Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, Sean, I want to take it back to the beginning of your football career. Um, you, Where did you pick up the game? Where did you find the love of football? Because from reading your bio, you have a very interesting, you know, family background of multi-sports. Like, your dad was a – was it a motocross professional? Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, and that was uh, – Yeah. Yeah, so uh, he was a pro uh, professional motocross racer when he was 15 years old. Uh, and was racing internationally for, uh, you know, a handful of years before he decided to pretty much retire from that and uh, head into college where he went to SDSU, uh, participated in track and field down there. Um, he's had a pretty full kind of life, you know, after he went to college, he became a police officer down there in San Diego County. And then uh, after that, an exercise physiologist. And, wow. you know, I even, yeah, even after that, uh, now he's a PA uh, working with a focus in sports med. So he's a, he's a well-rounded guy, I would say. Dude, shout out to Papa Ryan. For just being <laughs> yeah. A human being. And then your grandpa was a boxer. Is that correct? He was, he was a, uh, he was a professional boxer. He was also a bail bondsman as well, you know, later in his life. So a uh, little uh, rough uh, Irish immigrant. My grandpa was, but he got the job done and provided for his family. So. Love it, man. A lineage of great Ryan men coming through there. Uh, take me through it. Like, what brought you to the game of football? Because we see where you're at now, but I just want to see in the beginning stages what attracted you to the game. So, um, initially, I was not playing football when I was younger. I was a rugby player and a baseball player mainly. Um, you know, my pops being an exercise physiologist, uh, he was working out uh, one of our close family friends, Conrad Ruland. Um, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with him, but he was a tight end who played in the league for a few years before uh, he passed away due to a heart condition. But, um, you know, rest in peace, Connie. But, uh, you know, when my dad was training him, I'd be kind of I was real young, uh, just kind of being around it, seeing him, you know, run and block. But, um, you know, it was just kind of one of those things where I grew up, you know, not in a football household, just kind of in a sports uh, household, you know, watching everything from, you know, the Olympics, you know, watching judo all the way to, you know, watching the discus and the hammer throwers on the TV to watching bull riding. 
um, just kind of being exposed to so many different things. And um, football came into the picture. Um, ninth grade is when I started playing. Um, and it wasn't even my idea, really. Um, it was uh, the high school coach um, coach's idea because I went, I was in a small private school um, and the eighth grade, like middle school was here and the high school was here and they were connected by this hallway. And I was walking down this hallway and, you know, the high school coach kind of saw me and goes, uh, you play football? I'm like, no. He goes, do you want to? I'm like, yeah, why not? <laughs> you know, try something new, um, you know, try my hand at it. Uh, did pretty well, played right tackle my first year, uh, started on varsity. Um, there was only one team at the school, but it was varsity. And I played against, you know, uh, all the other older upperclassmen. And my pop saw, you know, some potential in me. And so he needed, uh, he thought that I needed a bigger stage because um, this high school from ninth to 12th grade, about 130 kids. So really, really small kind of, uh, you know, I needed a bigger stage, more exposure. So I transferred schools to um, the high school I graduated from, San Juan Hills, um, to be a tight end, actually. Uh, that's what Connie was. <laughs> so uh, that summer, I was lining up at tight end, you know, trying to learn the routes, uh, you know, catching balls, blocking, doing all the tight end drills. And, um, you know, I went up to Coach Flo Flowers, uh, who was the high school coach at the time, and go, you know, um, if you want me to play a line, Coach, I'd be, you know, I'd be happy and willing to play a line. He looks because we were walking off the field, looks at me, goes, uh, I don't want you to play a position unless you tell me you want to play it. I go, okay take a few more strides and go, hey, coach, I want to play O-line. And then, uh, you know, got back, got right there, started playing O-line. Um, you know, that sophomore year, I had to sit out because of the transfer rules in California. Uh, played four games and then received my first verbal scholarship from South Carolina. And then kind of the rest is history, I would say. I would say um, just, you know, that's how it's been. Dude, that's incredible. Usually, like, they start you slow with the scholarship offers. You went straight to an SEC school for your first yeah. offer. That's pretty damn impressive, if I do say so myself, yeah. Sean. Um, yeah, most, most definitely. The football, yeah, the football gridiron, uh, you were incredibly talented at that, but that's not even the half of it, man. You were an incredible shot putter in high school. Am I getting this correct? You were the third. You finished third in the entire state of California when it came yeah. to the championship. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, senior year, uh, went up to uh, Fresno, California, and competed in state. Um, you know, all those guys that were there, I threw against. You know, at different meets around California already. So uh, when we got there, it was just kind of a, uh, a a shootout to see who's gonna, you know, perform the best that day. And um, you know, I got third place. Uh, you know, I guess it's better than you know the not placing, but it was fun. It was good fun, definitely. And did your dad get you into like track and field with shot putting because he had his you know career with that as well? Yeah, he kind of uh, yeah, I would say so. Um, you know, I watched Warner Gunther, who uh, was a, uh, I, th I believe he's um, Swedish or Polish. I'm not, I'm you know, I'm not sure. A European shot putter who I believe is you know one of the you know better athletes that has uh, you know lived. Um, and, you know, I enjoyed watching him move around and my pops kind of we started throwing the shot put around a little bit. And then, um, you know, I, I won my first meet and then I actually won all three years. Uh, all three years I was throwing shot put. I won league 
and um, I won CIF a couple times as well. So it was good. <laughs> you say that so casually. I mean, you won the state championship in a lot of those areas, man. It's it's pretty incredible stuff. So it sounds like you got a lot of scholarship offers, man. Uh, you yeah. had your picking and choosing. I mean, Alabama came calling. Like Nick Saban, you know, is reaching out with the, you know, the big envelope for you. Notre Dame yeah. offered SC. You could have really gone to just about any school you would have liked to have gone to. Uh, what made it UCLA for you in the end? We are huge UCLA fans, as you could probably tell. So we were going to cheer for you, you know, the second you got on campus. But we're just interested to see what brought you out to Westwood, man. Yeah, was, uh, UCLA. Coach Kelly was one of the coaches that recruited me. Uh, Hank Fraley, before he got picked up by the Vikings, uh, started the recruitment process uh, for UCLA um, with me. And Coach Fry kind of took it over once uh, Coach Fraley uh, moved to the NFL. And, um, you know, one of the biggest uh, decisions for me going to UCLA was the education. Um, you know, I don't think, you know, top education in the country, in the nation, really. Um, I would say in the world as well. You know, so many people want to go there. And being able to go and study and learn there was, uh, you know, huge for me. You know, just being at the prestigious university. Um, both my mom and my dad have master's degrees. So uh, education is important in the household. Um, but, yeah, you know, that was one of the deciding factors for me, as well as, you know, Coach Fry and Coach Kelly were uh, kind of no BS guys, you know, telling me how it was and not sugarcoating anything. And, um, you know, I respected that. And I think that's kind of that combination of education and uh, no BS is what, you know, drew me to UCLA. And I'm, you know, I'm glad I chose that school. No regrets. I'm going to turn it over to my UCLA grad. You know, it's so refreshing to hear your take on, you know, what went into kind of the overall process and that it was so holistic. It was, you know, the athletics piece, but the, the academics and, and sort of feeding into this family legacy that you have of kind of the, yeah. the Ryan Renaissance men, it seems yeah. absolutely incredible. You know, Sean, the offensive line is a very difficult position to make that jump from high school to college. You know, traditionally prospects will redshirt and then they'll have to sort of fight for roles and starting positions as upperclassmen. You walked in day one, you know, from a tackle position and, and started and, and started over the course of three years and never looked back. What do you think made you sort of different in terms of your preparation or mentality to just be ready to kind of make that impact from day one at UCLA? Yeah, um, I, my size, I, I would say. You know, some high school alignment come in a little bit light. Um, I didn't. <laughs> I came in. Uh, I actually put weight on knowing that I was going to, you know, probably shred some due to the fall camp. Um, so I think I checked off all the physical boxes. And then when I came in, um, just my mental ability to be able to pick up the playbook and learn the plays uh, in a rapid manner definitely contributed to my starting role, too. Um, you know, going in, I didn't think I was going to. I didn't have, you know, one thing in mind of, you know, I'm going to go in and start day one. I My kind of mentality was I'm going to go in and I'm going to be working hard and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to fight. And then sure enough, uh, you know, a little extra studying after practice of the playbook and a little, you know, grind, a little edge to my uh, to my play got me that starting position. So that was, uh, you know, that's kind of how it worked. Um, so, you know, it's just it was, it was great. Um you know, I was blessed to be able to uh, come in with the size and the ability and, uh, you know, I never look back. 
That's incredible, John. And, you know, this year was such a significant year, uh, I think, for UCLA football, as, as many of the fans and, and folks connected to the university, that this, you guys, in many ways, the 21 team has sort of paved the road for, you know, future success and, and being able to build uh, off of Chip Kelly's system to, to reach the potential that we all know that it can be. How do you speak to kind of this year and what you guys accomplished, especially given, you know, the years past of the three and nine seasons and the four and eight seasons and the shortened seasons due to COVID and all the adversity you guys had to go through? What what did this year sort of mean to you? And, and did you have a sense that that this was going to be a breakthrough year? Definitely. Um, you know, those those uh, those years before were, you know, tough years, I think, for the team just because. Um, you know, you don't you're not practicing, you know, 20 plus hours a week to go out there and lose. I mean, you know, you're not out there, you know, grinding, bleeding, you know, throwing up during conditioning, you know, just to have, you know, a, a dismal season. So I think all those seasons kind of uh, created a, um, you know, a fire and kind of lit a fire in the team that you saw this past year um, with us. I think it, you know, with the team experiencing losses in uh you know, negative seasons, it created a mindset for us that, you know, we don't like, you know, feeling that and we don't want to feel that ever again. So, um, you know, because with teams that win a lot, they don't, you know, they don't know what it's like to lose and uh, know, you know, that edge of the game isn't over until it's over uh, kind of type of deal. So, you know, those seasons leading up to um, this past season were, I think, um, you know, kind of, I guess, trade builders for us just so that, you know, everyone watches UCLA, everyone watches the whole thing because, you know, with UCLA, the game isn't over until it's over. And um, I think just those previous seasons of, you know, feeling bad, we didn't want that again. So um, we just kind of took it week by week. And after a win, we weren't satisfied. We just kept going for it. You know, we just, uh, you know, just kind of took it week by week, little by little and, you know, just kept going. That's incredible. And so, Sean, you know, Will, before I throw it back to you, uh, you know, for for some rapid fire and some some NFL drafting, Sean, we're going to throw a couple of names, a couple of your teammates. And, you know, you tell us what what it was like to kind of play with those guys and maybe some stories from behind the scenes that, you know, the average fan wouldn't be aware of. So why don't we start with uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson? Yeah, DTR smiles. Um... He, he's a super high energy guy. Uh, no matter, you know, the day, what the day, you know, entailed, if it was just a run or a pool day, you know, he was coming, smiling, you know, big old white pearly teeth, just always, always, you know, out and ready to go. Um, you know, he's a performer uh, and, you know, I love him. He's the, uh, you know, that was my quarterback. Um, you know, I guess smiles just kind of came around last year, um, you know, before, you know, every practice I tell him, you know, hey, you know, let me see that smile a little bit. And then I'll just kind of put him in the right mood. And then uh, he'll say back to me, I'll smile. And then, you know, he's you no, know, he knows I'm ready. I know he's ready. And, you know, it's time to go out there and grind. And then before the game, too, you know, he's real serious, you know, you know, mentally going through his preparation of his reads off, you know, different plays. Um, I'd always say, hey, let me see the smile. And then once I saw a smile, I know he was ready to go. And, uh, that's just kind of one of those things that, you know, enveloped and developed. And uh, I think it's one of those things that's going to stick with them. 
What was it like, Sean, blocking for DTR? Someone who was so dynamic and where if the play went off script, he had this incredible improvisational and explosive ability. What was it like, though, blocking for a quarterback that would go off script? And, and do you think that ultimately that's helped you in your preparation for the next level? I definitely think it has. Um, you know, with Dorian being so mobile and so athletic, it kind of taught me to, you know, keep blocking until I either see the ball thrown out or I see him running down the field out running, you know, corners. Um, it just kind of, you know, I was just staying on my blocking assignments until I see him running by or I hear him, you know, telling me to go. Um, but I guess, yeah, it's different having a mobile quarterback than a, a pocket seating quarterback just because, um, you know, the defensive ends play a lot different. Um, you don't really know where he's going to be sitting at. So you kind of have to be more athletic and, you know, keep the play alive a lot longer just uh, because, you know, your quarterback's able to, you know, move and uh, hurdle people, you know, like it's his job. But, um, yeah, I think it did prepare me for the next level just because um, I know the next level, the corners and the receivers are all, you know, multi-million dollar athletes. And, you know, sometimes you're going to need more than three seconds to, uh, you know, have a, you know, a guy get open or be able to give your quarterback enough time to throw a guy open. So um, indirectly, yeah, I think Dorian being so mobile has, you know, given me that extra edge that, um, you know, maybe some of these other guys haven't had because they had a pocket, pocket seeing quarterbacks, excuse me. Um, so, yeah. No, that's, that's incredible to hear, Sean. Next name, uh, perhaps your partner in crime on the offensive line, you know, Mr. Alec Anderson. And, and have you guys kind of had the opportunity, you know, A, what was it like playing with, with Alec Anderson? And then B, have you guys kind of had the opportunity to share some experiences in this sort of pre-draft process? Yeah, Alec, that's, uh, you know, the right tackle. Um, yeah, he's a great guy off the field. He's got a little bit of a sense of humor to him that, um, is acquired taste, but once you kind of get it, he's hilarious. Um, you know, we, you know, got together and, um, you know, would study plays just because, you know, he was the right and I was the left. So we just kind of get together and, you know, talk over some technique that, you know, what maybe was new that week, um, just so that we both kind of had an understanding of, you know, what play and, you know, what the coach wanted us to do. Um, so we would just kind of, you know, talk to each other and make sure that we both had the, you know, same idea and uh, understood the same way so that we could go out there and perform and open up the holes for Zach and Britton and, you know, Keegs too, Ethan, but um, it was good. Yeah. And then in this, in this process, you know, um, a lot of us have been kind of putting our heads down and grinding. Um, so I haven't really had time to talk to him too much, but at the pro day, um, you know, reconnecting with everybody was a great time. It was like, you know, a, you know, family reunion of, you know, all the guys getting together, just having a good time working out. And, you know, it kind of didn't even feel like, you know, a tryout just because, you know, we were all having such a good time, you know, just working out together. Like, you know, we were still in college and, you know, having a good time. Um, but yeah, so. That's terrific, Sean. And, you know, you, you sort of mentioned this next person and I'll, I'll go to this next person, but, uh, the, the Terminator, Zach Charbonnet, and, and what, yeah. what, is, what was it like blocking for that young man? And, and what do you sort of see in terms of his future for this upcoming season? I think he surprised a lot of people by coming back to UCLA, given the impact that he had with you guys and with, with you and Alec blocking for him. Yeah, well, uh, you know, going back with him, going back to school, um, school is extremely important for him as well. 
um, he wants to get his degree. So, um, you know, all of us knew that he was going to be going back just because uh, he wants to get his degree. And, um, you know, I think that's totally smart for him and he wants to do that. So, I, you know, I supported him fully with his decision to go back. Um, but, you know, on the field, I mean, his tape kind of speaks for itself. You see him, you know, running down with, you know, four guys still trudging along. Um, but he runs hard and he runs downhill and he takes exactly, you know, what you give him. You know, he might have just, you know, half a second to make that cut, you know, because some of those linebackers are pretty athletic and, you know, hate to say it, but O-linemen, you know, we're not the most athletic guys on the field, you know, believe it or not. But uh, <laughs> sometimes, you know, all we give them is, you know, that split second to get through that hole. And uh, he was extremely, extremely good at just, you know, taking it, accelerating through it and accelerating through arm tackles, him, Amber, and both. Um, but, you know, pregame, he's in his own, and uh, you're not going to snap him out of it. You know, he's he's uh, he's a Terminator for sure. I would say, I would say so, yeah. Oh, that's that's terrific to hear, John. And so I'll, my last, you know, sort of player, I'll, I'll bunch them together in sort of a combo package here as, as the two guys who are really instrumental to the receiving end of the passing game, you know, one and both guys who have, I think, what what Will and I have sort of known in watching them over the course of this season as being really star players. But I think they've pleasantly surprised folks during the All Star circuit and and during uh, you know their pro days. You know, one is Kyle Phillips and the other is Greg Dulcich. And you know, what what was it like to kind of play with with Kyle and Greg? It was great. It was a great time. Uh, KP's, you know, he's my boy, and so is Greg. Uh, you know, Greg, I had a little bit more time to practice with him just because, you know, he'd line up next to me. So um, me and him got along real well. He's He's got a goofy sense of humor as well. Um, you know, he cracks his jokes. He, you know, he puts on, you know, a little accent here and there, and he's super intelligent. So it's just, you know, we could have, you know, intelligent conversations as well as just, you know, talking, you know, just, I guess, about, you know, stupid stuff. And it's just, you know, always, always fun, just um, – you know, me and him. He also has pretty great hair. I mean, I don't know how it compares, but uh, as do you, as do you, your head right now. I mean, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, you guys my made, hair's a little, oh, little messed up right now. But you guys were um, first team All American, all hair team. All hair. Yeah. I mean, that's like having a having a Lamborghini and just parking it in the garage, man. You got yeah, like. Oh, I just, you know, I got done training, so it's all, you know, messy. I'm trying to contain it right now. But, yeah, you know, even even with the hair, me and Greg, while we're showering, just are talking about, like, oh, man, your hair feel a little bit more knotted today. He's like, yeah, it's just, you know, just regular, you know, just talking about hair because, you know, that's just one of those things we can do. And then uh, Kyle, you know, me and him go out, get sushi with, you know, Chase Coda as well, uh, just go out and hang and you know, relax a little bit and just kind of, you know, talk to talk. And, um, you know, we're kind of the same guy, you know, he's a little bit smaller and, you know, I would say we look similar, but, you know, a lot different at the same time. But uh, yeah, KP is my boy. Um, you know, I, I wasn't surprised with, you know, uh, their performances because I knew how good they were. Um, Kyle, super shifty receiver. Um, I think it just kind of, unfortunately, because, you know, UCLA is in Pac-12, sometimes, I don't know why people think Pac-12 is lesser than, you know, SEC, but uh, clearly when we played LSU, we uh, turned some heads there. Um, 
But, you know, we're lining up against, you know, different, you know, uh, corners and free safeties. Like Kyle did his job, and I knew he was going to do that. Same thing with Greg. He's a smart guy, big. And, you know, it's just one of those things of exposure is, you know, huge. And I guess I don't know what the difference between, you know, playing USC and playing against, you know, a guy who from a guy from Wisconsin. But, you know, sometimes that's what people need to see in order to, you know, be, you know, certified you know good receiver but uh both those guys are a pleasure to talk to and you know always fun to talk to as well i love it man i want to bring a stat to your attention that just blew me away as someone that's prepping for the draft this was recorded by pff on november 19th of last year sean ryan is the stat has only given up two sacks on almost 1100 career pass blocking attempts did you know that at all? Like, were you keeping in track, like, how many sacks you've allowed? Because, dude, that is freaking incredible. You are going against every team's best defensive end week in and week out. I just got to give you mad props for that, dude, because that is <laughs> – Thank you. That is, yeah, like, thank you. resume, man. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't want to give up any sacks. It's just kind of, you know, I don't like to lose. Um, surprise, you know, surprise, surprise. But uh, I know exactly which two sacks they were, too, and I um, one of them – was my freshman year and then uh, one of them was this past year. But um, that's just kind of uh, one of those things where I take, you know, mental notes of why it happened and then I was able to fix that. So, um, you know, I wasn't, you know, keeping track, but I was, I guess, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Um, I know it happens, but I didn't let it, you know, happen to me often. You know, I would say Dude, it happened to me you- less than often. You're a baseball guy, so like you're batting about like 900, you know, yeah, the prank. So it's like yeah. not like you're doing you're like bad. Nine, 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 nine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, literally, man. You are you're doing great. Always strive for perfection, no doubt. But I got to pat you on the back, man. That's a very impressive stat. Thank you. I, I think of you as a left tackle at the next level because I've seen it. You've stepped on campus day one and were dominant to say the least at the left yeah. tackle position. I know a lot of teams are, you know thinking about maybe making you a guard, is there a preference you have uh, at the next level or is there just a position uh, that you, you may be fluid with it? You know, you could like play any position on the line if it came down to it. Yeah, I could play any position on the line. Um, I just want to be able to go out there and help the team win as many games as possible and uh, potentially be not potentially will be playing in February uh, in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, that's just kind of been my mindset. You know, I could play left tackle. Um left guard, right guard, right tackle, center, any of it. Um, you know, I understand why people think, you know, because my arms aren't 34 inches long, you know. Um, personally, I don't think, you know, arm length has anything to do with my ability to keep the quarterback upright, as I have, uh, you know, demonstrated these past three years. Um, but, you know, sometimes that's what coaches like. But uh, personally, I think um, arm length doesn't really have anything to do with it. Um, it comes down to your grid and your ability. And I think I have, you know, both of those. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's just me, though. I'll play wherever, though. You have both yeah. of the choir. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I mean, but, we, we um, care less about the measurables. We have enough tape for three years' worth to prove that you can play whatever position you want on the yeah. line moving forward. Uh, Sean, this is very interesting to us. We're obviously players that can never declare for the draft, go through the process, things like that. I'm wondering what's it been like for you? Where are you training? What's been some of the easier things to do during the draft process? What has been some of the harder things to kind of adjust for? Obviously, you're going to the combine, different things like that. 
Sean, kind of give us the whole 360 view of what it's like to be a draft prospect. Yeah, so um, when I declared, uh, you know, one of the first things you kind of want to do is uh, sign with an agent or an agency. Um, you know, my agency, Steinberg Sports and Entertainment, have been huge, huge in this process. Um, my boys, Sam Mer uh, Mirza, you know, Cam Foster and uh, Chris Cabot have all been helping me out tremendously, just, you know, putting me in the right area in order to be able to perform, you know, at the Combine or Pro Day, as well as, you know, uh, giving me tips and tricks kind of, um, you know, with interviews, um, you know, they kind of told me that I didn't really need too many because, you know, I interview well. So, um, you know, but for other guys, you know, coming in who may not have had the ex chance or experience um, to interview, they offer, you know, classes to just get you ready. But, yeah, you just want to sign with an agency. Um, I ended up training in Carlsbad at Exos with Coach Holmes. Uh, you know, that's my guy, too. Um, so, yeah, when you declare, um, depending, you have the option to uh, withdraw from school. So not necessarily drop out, but you withdraw. So all of my credits and uh, my major and everything is still at UCLA. It's kind of just put on pause um, until I decide to go back and get my major. Um so you can withdraw and then you kind of, uh, you know, you sign your little piece of paper that says, you know, I'm declaring for the 2022 draft. And then you kind of have to move and kind of start training from the get go. Um, personally, I don't really, you know, have like off season. I kind of train year round just because I like to train and that's just kind of part of my life. But um, so you, you train. I went down to Exos uh, in Carlsbad. The thing about that place is kind of um, right across, literally right across the street is like a, a apartment, like a residence in. So they have a bunch of flats. Oh. So I moved in there. Um, nice. So it was a two minute walk. And then you just kind of start training for uh, the combine or the pro day. Um, and each kind of facility is different. You know, they each have their different programs and their techniques. But um, while I was at uh, Exos and Carlsbad, um, you know, we would train twice a day. Um Wednesdays were only running in the morning and then um, in the evening was a regen. And you just kind of have all these, uh, you know, different, um, I guess, uh, you know, like different, um, excuse me. Uh, You're all good, my man. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah. just like, yeah, you know, different things for you to, you know, have access to. So, um, you know, you have massage therapists, uh, PT, you know, whatever, uh, whatever you need. And they just kind of get you ready um, and prepared to go out and do your best at whether you get the combine invite or you don't. Um, and then kind of when you get that invite, um, and you get an email from the NFL saying you, you've been invited to the 2022 combine or what, what have you. And, you know, you get excited and then you fly out there and it starts right when you land pretty much. <laughs> uh, I kind of took it as, you know, there was people looking at me when I got on the plane uh, at LAX. Um, the interview wow. process started. That's kind of how I kind of yeah. took it. And, um, you know, when I sat down, I sat down next to uh, one of the docs that was going to be there for the Chargers. And then right across the aisle was uh, the Arizona Cardinals scout, too. So um, wow. it wasn't too far off there. <laughs> um, so it starts from the beginning. And then um, you get there and then you go through all your medical. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it's a little bit of grind, you know, waking up early um going to bed late just because teams want to interview you and get to know you and then on the last day after you kind of been through the ringer a little bit 
you get to go out there and perform at you know the highest level that you ever performed at and um experience it and it was great um but you know that's just kind of how the process has been for me so far um what has what i've noticed has been easier is um since i don't have school um it's been easier for me to uh find extra time for me to uh regen and kind of stretch and keep my body healthy and um kind of focus more on the task at hand which is uh you know, yeah, 110% on football now. You know <laughs> exactly. what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. On football now. You know, it's cool right. Thing. Exactly. So, um, you know, that's been a little bit easier because UCLA uh, definitely had to study. And, um, but without that now, it's a lot easier to be able to, uh, you know, focus on, you know, football 100%. So, yeah, my guy to my right will be able to tell you exactly about that. He's a UCLA <laughs> alumnus, uh, graduated there. Um, Sean, you don't have to share this if you're not comfortable sharing it. Uh, you mentioned you met with the Chargers, uh, you know, position on the plane. What teams have you been able to meet with uh, throughout the process, if you don't mind us asking? Uh, I've met with almost every single team, actually. Um, wow. Yeah, uh, I have not spoken to uh, the New York Jets, um, the Steelers, um, and then – Let's see here. There's one more team that I haven't spoken with, um, you know, like face to face or over the phone or, you know, at the combine. But I pretty much met with almost, I guess, 29 teams, 28 teams. So wow. um, pretty much almost all of them. Yeah. Uh, and it's been great, you know, um, super, super blessed that they want to be able to interview me and get to know me. Um, hopefully I'm making that, uh, you know, my name on their board go up higher each time I you know, talk to them. And I think I have been doing that. So, man, well, I can assure you from our conversation that you have been moving up those draft boards, my man. Um, we're going to kind of take it to just a fun, lighthearted way to end this whole thing. We do a fun speed round where we just kind of ask you personal fun questions to kind of show more of your personality. It is okay. the Bet Online speed round questions. Are you ready, my man? Are, uh, what kind of questions are we like going like sports or? I guess we know we'll find out. I'm just That's we're gonna we're going job. for it. We're going <laughs> hey, for man. it. All right. They're not difficult at all. They'll be just like easy, fun ones. Um, all right. Well, who is Sean Ryan's favorite musical artist? Man, uh, man. Right now, uh, I was listening to the Beatles. You know, when I was working out. So nice. you know, I'll, I have a huge variety of music. I, I even have a little bit of opera on my phone. But uh, right now, I'll say the Beatles. Man, my dad would love you. He's a big opera guy. So you yeah. guys can definitely bond over that. Um, favorite food for Mr. Sean Ryan? Uh, fried chicken sandwiches. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. say less, man. I, I yeah. was at LAX literally yesterday. Had to make my Chick-fil-A stop in the Southwest region. So, Sean, yeah. I'll have to get some Chick-fil-A sandwiches sometime. Uh, favorite vacation spot? Ooh. Uh, I love the beach. Um been to Hawaii many times. Uh, I say Hawaii, yeah, Oahu, probably. Yeah, I'm actually leaving tomorrow. I'm going out to Maui. Uh, for okay. all right, it's my first time in Hawaii. I swear to God, uh, man, you're gonna love it. Camp. You're gonna love it. Yeah, you gotta get you gotta get poke and uh, get the uh, spicy mayo mix. That's you know, that's my personal favorite. Okay, bo- yeah, poke bowls, dude. I am all in. I'm like looking up the best places to go there. Madman's got a couple questions for you on the speed round as well. All right. So, favorite player to model your game after? Uh, Joe Thomas. Ah, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. I, I yeah. 
And then last one, Sean, your favorite UCLA memory. Favorite UCLA memory. Uh, there's been quite a bit. Um, you know, I think I might have to uh, say with our, our last year, you know, 2021 season over USC, I'd say uh, I, I that's a pretty good one. You know, that's the most recent one. And uh, I think that's an exclamation point, kind of. So, no doubt. You know, yeah. 62 points hung up in the Coliseum. You can't beat that. Uh, yeah. Sean, from the madman and myself, we just want to thank you so much for coming on, dude. This was an absolute blast. And LA Football Network is going to be rooting for you wherever you go, my man. Thank you very much. Thank you guys for having me.